Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um... I think this is going to be such a fun episode today um, as we all orient ourselves to the reality of the holidays and, oh my goodness, December, like what is, what is even happening? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you had this idea. We're going to talk about holiday gift giving um, with some specific ideas and some general reframes. And I think I'm especially tuned to this because I just finished a CNN piece about gift giving and um, intentional consumerism. So um, it'll probably be live by the time this episode, no, it definitely will be live by the time this episode goes live. So I will link it in the show notes, but yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. Mm-hmm. Meet, you know, it, it's funny when we, you know, we got on, we got on our, you know, recording session today and I just thought to myself, ah, oh, it's so nice to just like, Think about delightful things and think about the people I love and and think about gift giving. You know, I mean, it's just I'm it's nice to shift my attention from the hard stuff that I seem to be thinking about a lot these days because of life, you know, and to just really think about that. But I think the reality is that gift giving, it just feels a little different this year. Um, I think in some ways, the fact that COVID continues to um disrupt our sort of experience of the holidays. I think, you know, we experienced it last year and the fact that we're still experiencing it this year is its own kind of hard. So it's both, both of those things for me. I think the fact that it's, it's just a good time to be taking my mind off it, but also giving myself a chance to just acknowledge what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I also think this topic is really suited to, I guess, everything in life right now, because I love to think about gift giving, not as just another bunch of stuff to do, but as Mm -hmm. a really loving act. And, um, it's almost like an empathy exercise because you're thinking about, or ideally thinking about what someone else would delight in and be really meaningful versus what you like, what you mm-hmm. like. I really think of gift giving as an art in that way. And it, it takes a little practice, I think, too. 
It totally does. And I think that in some ways, I know for me right now, I have been going through my own process of sometimes, you know, trying to get out of my head and into the sort of into the world, into the present moment. This has been um, something that we've talked about on this podcast before. That's been a really big part of my sort of just managing the day to day as we keep making our way through these strange and uncertain times. And gift giving is just a really tangible, like it's almost like a tangible example of that. And you know, where I sort of get out of my own experience and place myself in a loved one's experience and then really think about it from there. And um, I think it's not just about the gift too. like what would the other person want versus what I would want. It's also how would they like to get a gift or how would they like the whole, the whole experience to be? And this is just this is something that's in my mind because my husband and I have totally different sort of gift giving and receiving modalities. So my husband, he always has in his mind, like a running list of things that he would really like, like stuff that would just be a total delight for him to own, to have, to hold. And so when he gets one of those things as a gift, he's really excited and it's really fun. It's like getting a new toy. Does, it, for does me, it all come from REI, Asha? That's my big question. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you know, unless there's some sort of new Apple product. Ah, got it. Okay. Well, he's a complex person. Yes, good. Oh, yes. No, I refer to my husband, Rail, as REI's best customer. Um, I think there's probably a plaque somewhere on some wall, some corporate wall that has his name on it, that just has his name on it. Well, it's good. He's getting outside. That's what's important. <laughs> well, but it's, it's you know, so, uh, you know, consequently, it is very easy to buy my husband a gift, but sometimes it sort of feels like I'm buying him something that he's probably days away from buying himself. So it's, it's for, for him, it's great for me. I'm like, okay, if that's what you like me, on the other hand, I don't even care what the gift is. Like it does not matter what it is. I just want it to be some sort of thoughtful surprise. Like I don't want to know what it is. I don't want to have an idea of what it is. I just want it to be some little thing. And, and <laughs> because of that, my husband says, Oh, you're so hard to get gifts for. And I'm like, I'm the easiest person to get gifts for because I literally don't care what it is. So it's funny how that's a very long and roundabout way of saying that it's um, the gift is so much more than the gift. It's the whole experience of giving and receiving as well. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting um, because for the CNN article that I was working on, I talked to this awesome author named James McKinnon. He actually um, had a book come out this year called The Day the World Stops Shopping, How Ending mm. Consumerism Saves the Environment and Ourselves. I'll link it up in the show notes. And he he was just such a, is such a smart and delightful person. And I love talking to him. And one of the things that he said that really, um, I'm hoping hoping it makes the editing floor because I thought it was really compelling is he said that last year, you know, he's been thinking a lot about the holidays last year versus this year and how last year just being with people seemed like enough. Like that would have been the greatest thing just to have that because we couldn't mm -hmm. have that. Right. Mm -hmm. And now this year that definitely doesn't feel like enough for a lot of people. And it doesn't feel like enough to just show up. You have to show up bearing, you know, armloads full of gifts. So I just thought his perspective was so interesting. And his book is all about this kind of consumer dilemma about, um, you know, consuming less to save the planet while also wrestling with the economy and keeping the economy going. So anyway, mm -hmm. 
just really, really interesting. And um, one thing that he and I talked about and I feel really passionately about is that this is like such a great opportunity to support local. And I recently Mm -hmm. did a speaking engagement where somebody said, well, how do we deal with the supply chain problem when you want to be festive? And I'm like, you can still be festive. Like, why don't you buy out your local stores? Like, don't worry about shipping and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I've been beating that drum for a million years, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely very much on my mind this week. You know, it's funny when you say you've been beating that drum. I mean, it sort of seemed like a little quaint thing to say shop local, but it's a very, well, it, it is the opposite of quaint. It is the most practical sort of, um, you know, and it has such a real impact, obviously, on the people in your community. So, and it's a, you know, it's funny. It's a, here we are talking about um, holidays last year versus holidays this year. And this year, you know, the fact is that we do understand so much more about strolling around outside versus being inside and, you know, how to keep ourselves safe in terms of, of COVID, but also, you know, what we need as humans. And, we need each other. And I think that when you shop local and you, you know, stroll into your local store and out and all that stuff, it's so much more than just the shopping. At least it is for me. And so I know that's been a big part of my sort of getting back on my feet is just physically placing myself in my town again and visiting some of these places and people who I don't even know, but just being there helps me feel more grounded. So you know, not to mention the obvious like economic boost and business boost for these folks. And plus you get to, you know, get your whole gift list taken care of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I will say you and I both live in um, quite developed. We have a lot of access to little shops and things like that. Right. But if you don't, um, there are, I can't recommend Etsy enough. You can c- connect with uh, local-ish sellers. Mm-hmm. There's There are all sorts of options. So I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll talk more about that stuff as we go. But right. Why don't we just dive in, Asha? Um, yeah. I thought we would, I think we're both going to start with a couple just big picture framing things. And my top recommendation just right now would be to reduce your scope and take the pressure off yourself. I keep saying, um, and we love getting festive around here, and I keep saying, let's keep it simple. Like, let's mm-hmm. keep it small. And then I think the place where I've been doing, I have to kind of continually do my work because I think part of me still uh, you know, wants to be a good daughter-in-law and a good, you know, daughter mm-hmm. and all these other things is um I have I'm gonna work on setting expectations with family members outside of our home. So either saying, you know, we're gonna keep things super minimal or we're not gonna we'll just focus on, you know, time together versus stuff. I, I haven't really figured that part out at the time mm-hmm. of this recording, but it's definitely something that is really, really, really on my mind right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it is, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to read that CNN piece of yours because I'm the, you know, the conversation that you had with the author that you were talking about, it's, it's still ringing in my head. And that whole notion of last year, it was enough to just be together. And this year, somehow it doesn't feel that way. And I think what you're talking about you know, this notion of setting expectations with your family and with your friends and in some cases with your own kids or whatever, you know, it it is, you know, it's it's tricky. And I think part of what has made this year harder is that there is a much wider rate range of expectations, just like you mm-hmm. were both saying. Mm-hmm. And so, um Right. I think it's good. I'm I'm glad we're acknowledging that and just sort of getting it out in the open and talking about it, because 
Um, cause it's tough. And I think what I would say to follow up on what you just talked about, which is sort of keeping, keeping it simple is to just also give yourself permission to make space for yourself in this equation. I mean, I think we all, many of us who are listening, um, are the ones that have, um, traditionally and typically been the ones that pulled off the holidays for everybody else. Um, we're the ones planning the, you know, the, the festive um, decorating or the parties or, or the meals or whatever it is. And, you know, this has been such a long and tiring year for so many of us, um, especially parents, especially parents of young kids. And I think that, you know, of course that we want the holidays to be special and festive. Um, But I think more than ever, we need space for ourselves as individuals just to take a breath, just to be able to celebrate with everybody else. And, not be, you know, the busy, exhausted host that makes it happen for everyone else. But meanwhile, we are sitting in the corner just trying to breathe, you know? So I think we really need to take a moment and build in whether that's little periods of time or, you know, delegating certain jobs to other family members or whatever it is. Um, Keeping it simple really needs to be... um, it needs to be specific and it needs to include you. Yes. Yes. And this makes me just uh, two quick things. I, I just want to tag on one um, related to the keeping it simple and setting expectations thing. I do want to acknowledge that part of this for me, and I suspect for a lot of people is so you avoid that super awkward, like you, you just pointed out that there's a wide range of expectations and how mm-hmm. people are going to do things. So listen, I am acknowledging nobody wants to be the person that, like you don't have this conversation, you show up and you're just planning on being together. And then the other person gives you like a big fancy thing. I mean, (laughs) I had a friend in college who had a, we just, we laughed about it for years. You know, she had a relationship where at Christmas, you know, she gave her boyfriend a mug and he gave her this big fancy thing. And then it felt super (laughs) awkward. So like nobody, like that's not a great situation to be in. So that's, that's part of why the expectation setting for somebody like me with my brain is like really important because I try to avoid those kinds of awkward situations. And, you know, per your point about giving yourself permission to do things differently, I just wanted to encourage people to also think about how they did things last year. Um, We will be past Thanksgiving by the time this episode airs, but I don't know if you recall last year, Asha, that I decided since we were just doing Thanksgiving with us, I said, I don't even really like turkey. I don't like all, I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't like any of these things. We're just going to make pie. And we made six <laughs> pies. We we did make mashed potatoes because Vi uh-huh. wanted mashed potatoes. And it was amazing. And I'm basically doing the same thing again. I was like, that was oh. so awesome. Let's just do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We could talk about that for a while because we're are, yeah, now. Now I'm thinking about Thanksgiving last year. And now I'm really thinking about the holiday. I mean, I've been thinking about the holidays last year. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll keep talking about it. But yes, I think, of course, it's it's, you know, we're just sort of saying uh, a little tip, but the fact is the reality is so much more complex, you know, like you're talking about with gift giving dynamics and all of that stuff, not to mention parties and all that other stuff and what everybody else is doing. It's just, it's just so important, you know, as day by day, we step through these moments to just remember that we can, we can make our own choices and we can give ourselves space. And Mm -hmm. that includes you know, that, that, that's a dynamic place. So we can make those choices. I think it's just good to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, we're going to get into some of our favorite gift giving items, and we will do that after a quick break. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness, and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Okay, friends, we are back. We are talking about holiday gift giving. And Asha, I'm going to start where all the magic happens in my house, and that's the kitchen. <laughs> um, and so homemade treats, that's like a go-to for me. I acknowledge that not everybody loves their kitchen. Some people might hate their kitchen. But for me, because I love, um, we have sort of like what I like to think of as like a loving kitchen. We love making things. My kids love making things. We love gifting things. So food gifts feel really special to us and really aligned with just who we are as people. So um, I have actually a lot of back blog content on Boston Mamas about um, great homemade food gift ideas. I will link that up in the show notes, but I will say, I'm not sure, I haven't decided whether I'm going to do this again this year, but um, one of my favorite things to gift, because they're are just, you know, tons of cookies and all that stuff um, floating around, which I'm not averse to, but has been my homemade granola. And mm. I have a favorite recipe. I know you and I have competing best granola ever recipes. Well, whatever. But, but I'm I not a- competing with you about <laughs> anything involving food. I have a, I have a great recipe. I'll share it in the show notes. And actually it includes a picture from one of my previous holiday years um, through a friend who had you know those like jam jars that have the red and white checkered? Oh, top? I know them. Yeah. I never okay. throw them out. Never. This person, friend of mine, also never throws them out. She actually listed them on our city. You know, everything is free page, and I was like, could I please have those? I have another round of them. But anyway, my point is, I had these recycled, clean jam jars, loaded them up with granola, and those were our sort of go-to gifts. And they were. It was just 
lovely. You know, I, I love it's lovely. I love the idea of thinking like, oh, hey, I'm going to join this loved one for breakfast. Like I won't be there, but my granola will be there. Stop making me like jealous. Now I want to just come to Boston <laughs> and like go sit and have granola. 2022. It's going to happen. <laughs> I, friends, I spend a lot of time whining via text that Christine lives across the country from me. No, just so you know, no. I just sit around like whining and then I send her some sad emoji like I want to come over it's gonna happen <laughs> okay okay granola yeah no I think that's a great idea and uh you know it's funny that you I just have to pop in here on the homemade treats because while I also would say that I have a loving kitchen it is nowhere near sort of it does not have the same role in our life as it does in your life and um but I do love to cook and I do love to give food items um but you know, we celebrate Hanukkah. We don't celebrate Christmas. And so we never had like the Christmas cookie tradition. So I'm not a big cookie baker, although I'm a very enthusiastic cookie eater. Um, but I'm also trying to sort of reduce the amount of sugar in my life. And you know what my favorite treat is these days for giving? What's that? <laughs> Quick pickled onions. Oh, yeah. Pickled okay, that anything. Sounds, Do it. That sounds really weird. But um. Actually using those same jam jars, it is the greatest host gift because you literally only need, you know, some jars and then you need some vinegar, salt, water, sugar, and a single red onion, basically. It, it is very inexpensive. You slice it up, you put it in there and it stays in the fridge. It's not something that you have to get out the canning stuff to do. And it's a really wonderful gift because it just adds something to so many different kinds of dishes. It just sits in people's fridge. They can use it when they want. It's a super great gift and people love it. That sounds so I'm delicious. Just saying, that sounds I'm just delicious. Saying, the only reason I went quiet there is I literally just made a note saying, Asha, please Please share the ratio so I can make a cute Instagram graphic for it. So, okay. No, I will actually, it, I mean, there's, it's just a bon appetit recipe that I got off the internet. Oh, so perfect. I will Even go better. ahead and link, I will yeah. link it up. And um, it's just really great because like the, the, the um, onions turn all pink. It's really cool. Anyway, I'm just saying it's really good. Really good gift. That's super good. I'm going to, I think I'm going to steal that because I do love counteracting all the sugar with like savory stuff too. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I love sugar and, and it's fun. I mean, that's part of the fun of the holidays, but this is really fun. They're good on salads. They're good in things. They're good on top of curries. Okay. So anyway, I'll just stop there with my pickled <laughs> onions. Okay. So my first gift suggestion, it's funny. I, well, the, the, the category is something soft and cozy, literally like something that you can pet and that makes you go, Oh, like those sorts of gifts are some of my favorite gifts. I don't know if my family in particular has a texture thing happening, but those sorts of gifts in my family are always hugely popular. Mm -hmm. So when my kids were little, it was stuffed animals. Um, when they got slightly older, it was blankets. But now it is specifically this fluffy yarn jacket that I have bought from the company Uniqlo, which is a Japanese, you know, brand. Oh, yeah. It's, You've it's, mentioned this jacket before. Okay, I probably have. It's um I mean like Uniqlo is not uh some um luxury brand. I mean it's in malls and it's all over the place and they have a thriving online business. And this particular fluffy yarn jacket which comes in both men's and women's comes in a whole bunch of different colors. It often goes on sale. 
for like less than 20 bucks. And I have purchased more than one for the people I love. And sometimes it's like, I'm just going to get them a different color this year. It never fails to delight people. It's what I wear. I am actually wearing mine right now. I wear mine around the house. It's sort of like my house robe. Um, so <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. It's like it's like cotton candy colored. And I'm not really a pink wearer. And I love this thing. So I'm just going to link it up and you can check out this jacket. And I think it's really great. Yes. Uh, soft and cozy is the perfect category. And I just need to add, because it just made me giggle as I was thinking about this, is that one. You know, like I love a good occasional sort of just a silly gift. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I really appreciate those. And so last year, the what ended up being sort of a gag gift that was like the gift of the of the season was I got Violet one of those um, giant blankets that looks like a tortilla because she loves <laughs> she loves burritos and tacos. I mean, it's like circular <laughs> and it is so soft. It actually I actually gifted one of her friends with one um, that looks like pepperoni pizza. There are waffles. I'll, I'll dig up the link and find it because <laughs> it is, it is uh yeah, it's a go-to. And the other thing I recently uh, snuggly thing that I recently ordered for myself and uh, John was a little like, whoa, 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 why did you get this? And where did you get this? Um, I ordered myself like a little beanie hat that has a headlamp built in. Cause now I have to, you know, if I have to walk the dog at night or whatever mm. and He's usually in charge of all manner of headlamps and things like that. And so he said, well, where did, you, where did you find this? And I said, um, it's one of Oprah's favorite things. And he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> I could just see him sort of stepping back gently like, OK. Yeah. And he just r- retreats into the other room. <laughs> I know. But I let I lent. I had I offered it to Laurel last night because she was going out to walk the dog and she came back and is like, oh, my gosh, I love this hat so much. I'm like, okie dokie then. Guess um, where guess guess where my headlamp came from? Where REI? Of course. Of course. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Well, let's let's move on from soft and cozy to my next favorite category, which is clutter-free, which is also related to kitchen um food gifts. But mm-hmm. um again, I have some great roundups that I, I will share in the show notes um about awesome clutter-free gifts you can make. Um but I also just a couple of my favorite things is soaps and body products, stuff that people are going to use, especially soaps. I would highly recommend um, looking on Etsy for, you know, interesting soap makers near you. There's um, a woman, um, the company is Dear Botanicals. I've I've gifted her sets uh, several times. Um, she's wonderful. Um, obviously, also chocolate, big big gift around here, stocking stuffer or otherwise, and then coffee. Like mm. we we pretty much every year gift our gift people with um, bags of coffee from a local coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coffee. I mean, you can never go wrong. You know, I'm really glad that you mentioned this because um, I bet that many of you listeners have friends who actually make soaps and body products. Believe it or not. I, I oh, yeah. at least I, this is not a Portland thing, right? Like I know a lot of friends who love to make little potions and little things like that. But I got, I do have to mention one friend in particular. I have one friend who makes gorgeous, beautiful, like swirly color soap and it's all natural. And it's this amazing old fashioned soap process that she uses. Um, Her company is called Optimistic Soap. (laughs) 
And um, it's very, very clever. And you have to see some of this soap that she makes. Some of it is like rainbow swirly with glitter. I mean, it's pretty great. So I'm going to link up my friend's optimistic soap site so that you can all see. Um, Yes, that is really fun. And um, I love getting that kind of stuff as a gift. It just feels, you know, again, like some of us are still spending quite a lot of time at home. So soft and cozy things soap and body product thing like these kinds of things that just make you feel sort of comforted and a little bit treated in your own home there's something really special about that too yeah actually i will you know? um look it up and link it but somebody just sent me um i believe they came from prosperity candle they sent me a candle but then when i dug a little deeper in the box they were these little um kind of shower blocks these small i don't know maybe one and a half inch square kind of thing and um i believe it's like you just stick it in the shower. I used one yesterday and it was so lovely. And just, um, I think because it's made of, you know, salt and, uh, probably baking soda. And then it mm-hmm. has like aromatherapy. It's got some like yummy smelling things. It just dissolves in the shower while mm. you're standing there, like cleaning mm. yourself. And it was mm. delightful. So mm-hmm. I'll look that up and link that as well. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. All right. So, um, I will say you, you, you sort of mentioned the silly gift. Okay. The silly gift is really great because come on, we all need to laugh. So I, One of my favorite gifts to give actually are funny books. Now, books are always great gifts, but um, funny books are sort of in a category of their own, I think, because they are immediately delightful. So um, I will say that one of my go-to funny authors is Jenny Lawson, our friend, (laughs) who you have actually interviewed on this podcast. Jenny Lawson has written a series of books. Most recently, her book is Broken, and it's called the title is called Broken. She has a particular funny, it's funny slash heartbreaking slash completely hilarious. There is nobody like her. And I, um, I just love to give her book as a gift because not only does she have this way of making people feel seen and understood sometimes in really sort of poignant ways. She also is just so funny. And so I'm thinking about Jenny Lawson books, um, which I will link up in the show notes. I'm thinking about David Sedaris and some of his fun stories. But most recently, the book that is just making me chuckle all the time are the very delightful Strange Planet cartoons by Nathan Pyle. I don't know if anyone has seen these books. Uh, I have who not. Who's listening? No. Oh, God, I'm just going to let you look at them. The basic thing is uh, little cartoons of little aliens that come to Earth and are describing the normal things that humans do. And it's just so funny, the language that they use. It's so sweet. And so that's the book that I'm giving um, to people of all ages, because it's one of those books that sits on your table and you'll give it to an adult and then the teenagers pick it up and then the littler kids pick it up and everyone loves it. That's so awesome. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like I don't honestly really don't know right this minute whether I will have the energy to do so, but I feel like we have like such a cute little gift guide going here. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I can pull it together. Who knows? Who mm. knows? <laughs> well, whatever it is, the show notes are going to have links. They're going to have links. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah. So if you don't feel like doing it, Christine, <laughs> just everybody go to the show notes. I know. I know. This is just what my creative brain does. I want to make things look pretty. Anyway, okay, we have more to discuss. We will do so after a quick break. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. 
I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, friends, I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as I am. I was cranky as all get out when I got the recording and now I feel happy. So yay. Okay. So um, the next thing I want to call out, not a huge surprise, but experiences. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't recommend enough. I mean, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show about being together and how important that is. Um, But yeah, local adventures. And I think the big thing that is really on my family's brain this year is skiing because we did it almost not at all last year. And so we are just so eager to return to that. So I think that's going to be a big kind of centerpiece for our holiday experience, I think. Mm. And winter in general. I love seeing those pictures of all of you and your ski gear. And there's like like we're about to be shot out of a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then there's like some snowy wonderland behind you. And pretty. Yeah. 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 I mean, Uh, everybody knows that I'm, you know, I'm a West coaster, lifelong West coaster. So whenever I see scenes of new England or anything like that, I have this ridiculous romantic idea in my head. And I think that of course, when I see all your winter pictures. Yeah. Well, and we talked at the beginning of the show about thinking about last year versus this year. And honestly, I think one of the great sources of joy that, and I'm not, I'm not like overstating this. One of the great sources of joy to me in the last couple of weeks looking on Instagram at all these um, re- ski places that I follow. I Last year was pretty dodgy. Like I wasn't sure if these places would survive. I mean, it's mm. it's hard to survive in the ski industry just in general, but then layer on having to close and restrict, you know, the number of people and all this stuff. It was quite 
worrisome. And a lot of these, I've built relationships with a lot of people at these mountains. And so they're like, (laughs) they're just, they're real people to me. So seeing that they all survived, they're going to be opening soon for a new season. It's just really, it just makes my heart feel incredibly happy. Mm -hmm. There is so much more to talk about there. That whole notion of like, Returning to these places with the people that, you know, I sort of hinted at this a little bit when I was talking about shopping local. You know, it's not that our local shopkeepers and people at the local ski areas, it's not that there are, you know, good friends that we're texting with all the time, but they are a part of our lives and a Mm -hmm. part of our social worlds that that went away for a long time. And so and sort of in an invisible way that when you see them again, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, when they're part of your life again, you realize that you missed their presence. And so anyway, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. I've mm-hmm. been thinking about that a lot these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm ready for some more uh, co-Baxter skiing. <laughs> Get ready. Content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and I think the other thing, I'll just tack on to what you said, which is that I just want to remind folks, too, that local adventures are awesome. And I'm going to talk a little more about local adventures in my next tip, but this is sort of like attack onto Christine's tip to remind us that fun, different adventuresome experiences can happen at home. And so one of the things that I was thinking about uh, when I was do thinking about this was, uh, you know, at some point last year, I had ordered a local just to treat my family. I ordered this completely fancy grazing board like a charcuterie platter, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you see pictures of, I, I know, you know, this Christine, but I'm like, when I refer to this, I'm referring to these fancy platters of like cheeses and meats and candy and crackers and dips and all these fun things. And it's put together in this beautiful way, generally with like some flowers and other stuff. And people could just stand there eating. It's like an appetizer pl- tray. And it is one of know, my favorite ways to eat. <laughs> right now, putting it together is not difficult. It would not be difficult to make one yourself, but Making it look beautiful, that is an art. And having it arrive at your door already done is, that's the experience. I think, you know, and I spent some money on this thing and it was such a fun, it really was like a little adventure for all of us, you know, like open, it was like opening a gift. So that's just one kind of experience. You know, you could also, another sort of um, uh, hybrid between an experience and an actual gift is to get some sort of active indoor um, gift, like a ping pong table. That's a bit huge and doesn't you know necessarily work for everybody. But I'm thinking about like pickleball paddles or a cornhole set, you know, cornhole, the thing where you throw the bean bag outside oh, yes. into. The, OK, like that's the kind of thing that also lends itself to experiences, even though it can still be indoors. So anyway, I've just been thinking a little more widely about this whole notion of experiential gifts. Yes, actually, that reminds me, I'm going to include a link in our um, epic show notes, but um, I feel like family games, too, are experiential. Mm-hmm. And so I, I uh, at one point during the pandemic last year, when we were really in the thick of it, uh, created a roundup of um, games that are actually fun for, like, that really are fun for the whole family. You know, everybody, mm-hmm. every game tries to market itself as such, but mm-hmm. we all know that's not true. So yes, indeed. <laughs> So anyway, um, I will include that in the show notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the old standby at this point, jigsaw puzzles. Oh, Not yes. good for everyone, really good for some people. Yes. Um, or Lego sets or whatever. Um, 
Anyway, okay, so here is my take on experiences, and it's a sort of a funky gift, but it has been hugely popular, and that is to buy annual parking passes for your friends. Okay, so maybe this requires a little explanation. This requires further explanation. (laughs) Okay, so here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, there are all sorts of nature places to go, you know, for day trips. And most of them, when you get there, like let's say you want to go on a hike or something to one of the waterfalls in the gorge or something like that, there's a little box that basically says, uh, you know, it costs five bucks to park here. And you have to have either a $5 bill or a, you know, or, you know, whatever cash, or you need to have a check and you put it in an envelope and you stick it in a little wooden box and the whole thing. And more than once I have gotten myself to these places and realized I had neither cash nor my checkbook and would stress out about it. And I seem to forget every time. The other option is you go and buy an annual parking pass, one, you know, $35 pass for the whole year. You hang it in your car. It's there. Okay. so. That is the case, I think, in a lot of places. Maybe that's sort of a West Coasty thing. I'm not sure, but I know that is also the case in Washington. So I'm wondering if it's a that's the case in your area because we have since been gifting annual parking passes to our friends, and they get so excited because <laughs> it frees them up to explore. You yeah. know, it's one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, I have this pass, let's go, and it has just been one of the most popular things that we've given out. I mean, it just sounds, it sounds funky, but you can stick it in an envelope and, and you could buy it at REI. Oh <laughs> and, my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. That's just because REI is an outpost for it. It's like a okay. state thing, okay. you know? Oh, that's so, so it's cool. Like a, yeah, it's no, a government thing. We don't, I'm trying to think, I don't think there's a real parallel. Like when I think about the trails that we go to around here, but certainly there are parallels with, you know, Mass Audubon, which is a mm-hmm. local, like a statewide you know, conservation, um, you know, they have programs and all sorts of things. So yeah, there's definitely lots of potential for that and things like, you know, museum passes and all this stuff now that we're getting back to that sort of thing. I think those are obviously great options. Right, right. So I think so. So hopefully mine is not too specific, but hopefully it will spark the idea that, okay, wait a minute, what are the things in my area that are Things like that, museum passes, whatever it else. And uh, but for us, the annual parking pass, you know, the event, they call it the um, discover pass. Yeah, it's just so fun. That's fun to get. It's fun to give it. Yeah. People are like blown away and they think we're so creative. I love that. Well, this Mm -hmm. is very related to my last recommendation, which is a category, you know, by itself, which is (laughs) practical, not sexy gifts. So. I, not specifically not sexy. I mean, they're I mean, really a sexy, not sexy gift could be a practical gift. Well, I'm yes. just saying. So maybe it is practical and sexy. I don't know. But I'm a huge <laughs> fan of really practical, like not. Well, the examples I'll give you, you will understand what I'm talking about. But actually, <laughs> I um a while back on Instagram stories, and I think I shared the responses in my highlights because they were hilarious. But I said something like, I forget what my items were, but I said, oh, I I just made, you know, the most like unsexy online purchase. I forget what it probably was. It was probably like dog food and like deodorant or something, whatever it was. And so I asked people to share their their latest non-sexy online purchase and the responses were just so funny. So anyway, <laughs> the two things I'm going to recommend and include in this unofficial gift guide, uh the main thing I asked, the one thing on my birthday list a couple a month ago or two months ago by now, 
that I really, really wanted actually came from this crowdsourced um, Instagram stories ask. And it, it's a neck lamp. It's a, which I didn't even know what that was. I had to look it yeah, up. I, okay. Explain. That's even more obscure than my, my parking passes. Yes, it is um, this totally goofy looking thing where it's basically like a wand that you wrap, you put on your neck and it makes reading easier because it has on each end of the wand thingy, it has lights. You can adjust them to three different colors. You can adjust it to three different brightness settings because I had thought my glasses weren't working. And the problem was I just didn't have enough light. So totally not sexy. So when I asked for it, I said to John, I'm like, LOL, this is like the main one. If you, if there's one thing you get me for my birthday, this is it. (laughs) It's a neck lamp. Neck Um, lamp. And then recently I bought for myself, gifted myself with a pair of yoga balls. (laughs) Mm. You mean like the kind you sit on? Uh, You could sit on them, but basically I've been working on my shoulder problems and I had Mm. worked on some myofascial release with a tennis ball. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. somebody was like, you need yoga tune up balls. And so I'll link these up. Um, Hmm. They, they, I just like roll on them or like use them on my arms, like all day in my office when I'm on meetings and stuff. So totally not sexy, but totally high value, frequent use item can't recommend Mm. enough. So everybody will have their own version of this, but those are a couple of the things that I've been loving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This reminds me of the year that my mom said, what do you want for Hanukkah? She had that, like, that was the tone she had, like, I don't want to think about this. And I said, mom, I want wool socks. And she looked at me, she said, socks. I said, yes, I want socks. I want wool socks. I want this brand of wool socks. And, um, I think some number of weeks later, a, a big soft pillow-like envelope arrived at my door and inside were six pairs of wool socks. And I have, I remember I still this. wear yes. them. It was years ago. It's one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten. So just saying wool socks. And let me would also add cash. Okay. It's the not sexiest of not sexy gifts. Oh, please. Um, Koreans love cash. My mom only <laughs> ever wants cash. Yeah. I think you've said something about the red envelope. Like, is there something? Okay, there's like uh, a that's special a way to thing. But yeah, the flat, oh, the fl- we joke all the, the time. Flat the, the flat envelope. envelope. That's yeah, that's that is the desired, that highly prized gift. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, I just want to say as now the, the parent of adults, um, it sounds like an impersonal thing. But let me tell you, when when they open up something and they see those little bills popping out. So if you just let your imagination spin out for a moment and think about cash, it opens up experiences for those young adults. Think about the bubble teas that they can get with their friends. Think about the, you know, like impromptu, oh, I'll buy you lunch, things that they can do. And that's what cash does for them. And uh, plus, they're constantly Venmoing each other. There's something really special about having some like some bills in your wallet. And so just, you know, remember, remember that cash is a really good gift. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely am feeling that with Laurel too. She, she loves mm-hmm. cash. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's very, very handy. Mm-hmm. All right, Asha. Well, this was super fun. I would love to hear what your next edit is as we close this out. All right. Um, okay. Now I'm sort of really thinking about this whole local wilderness area parking pass thing and what, and kind of wondering if it applies to everybody. So I'm going to encourage all of you to do a little research into your local, uh, nature spots and other, not necessarily nature, other attractions in your area and find out if they have annual passes, parking passes, tickets, just 
see what the landscape is around you um, for those sorts of gifts um, and consider them for your friends. Love it. Love it. I'm going to, for my Your Next Edit, I'm going to loop back to something that you mentioned at the beginning of the episode about how, um, you know, framing up our conversation about how the people who are listening are probably the people creating the festiveness and doing the shopping and all that. So I'm going to recommend that you really take like a minute or two or five minutes or more, whatever it takes to think about something that you would really like this holiday season and then either ask for it or buy it yourself or whatever, you know, feels, feels the best for you. Um, this really is a time where I think there's so much that people are juggling and, and the focus is all going outwards. So I just want to remind people to focus inwards as well. I think that is wonderful. You might do a little journaling, you know, something like that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. All right, folks, I really think you're not going to want to miss the show notes this time. So remember, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to all the stuff that we mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions. Chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. We'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about us. Thanks for listening. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.